Hi, everyone, and happy Monday. I am so excited to share this episode with you. Um, for anyone who's been following along the Solace and City journey, I met Joanne uh, in, almost two years ago now, in or over two years ago now, actually. In 2021, we recorded our first episode to talk about a safe place inside your head, um, which Joanne helped co-found in memory of her son who passed away by suicide and... Um, the mission is to like raise awareness about mental health and um, reduce the stigma surrounding suicide. And it's an incredible organization and their social media is just so awesome. Definitely check them out on a safe place inside your head on Instagram. And then a year later, we recorded a live podcast at Soho House, which was so fun. And we talked just more about the importance about talking about mental health and so many friends were there and it was really, really wonderful. And here we are uh, when I, you know, came out as sober, said I was stopping drinking alcohol. First person texted me was Joanne saying, this is the best day of my life. I knew you were going to like do this. This is so awesome. Like this was the best thing to find out. And she's just been so supportive. And really like when I needed a friend, which I really did when I came back to Austin this um, winter slash, you know, the beginning of this year. Joanne has been a friend, a mentor, and really my, like, Texas mama. She's just amazing. And for all you astrology listeners out there, she's really an Aquarius, like, truly the definition. Just when she learns something that she knows will benefit other people, she is the first to share that with every single person she knows. So uh, all that is to say, I'm just so, so, so excited for you all to listen to this episode. It's super fun, super unconventional, and um, I'm going to be hopefully trying to edit this like video that we have so you can all see the lines um but that might take a little bit longer but then I'll put it up on YouTube and share that um but in the meantime make sure to listen if you have any questions about the wines feel free to DM me or to DM Joanne and just uh you know uh ask us anything and I'm sure Joanne will definitely answer and I will as well um, and I was going to talk a little bit more about like lucky girl syndrome and all this stuff, but decided that was actually like, I'm going to say that for another episode. So without further ado, here is Joanne and, um, yeah, enjoy us talking about wines. This was such a fun episode to record and I, I have no doubt y'all will have a great time listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. Today is a very, very special episode, and probably one of the ones that I've looked forward to the most because I'm drinking wine with my friend Joanne, who has been on the podcast now three times. So you're the officially the guest that's been here on the most times. So um, yeah, I'm just really excited to try all these wines and learn more about the options for sober curious and sober people well the cool part is the first time that we got together it was during covid right Mm -hmm. and we were we mostly spoke about suicide at the time that was what the podcast was and we've graduated to mental health the second time and now here we are celebrating by tasting um like sober or zero proof wines which is like a full circle you know yeah this is amazing that we went from there to here right now. So I'm pretty excited about today. Yeah. It's, it's really wild to think like when I first met you and you were talking about your sobriety, it's never something I even at that point, it's not that I didn't consider it because I've definitely considered take like taking a break from drinking or cutting back, so to speak. Um, but I was thinking about it yesterday because today I'm officially two months sober, which is so exciting. Thank you. (laughs) And, I was like, if I had asked myself last year, like, if I thought I'd be sober right now, I'd probably say no, just because I didn't think I was strong enough. And now to be here and like, to be just so happy and, and comfortable in this sobriety is something like I never, 
ever, ever expected. Like I'm, I feel so much stronger than I ever thought I could be, which is really cool. I remember the day that I opened up my, um, my Instagram and I saw that you were talking about being sober. I remember like the happiness that washed over me (laughs) because I mean, I, you know, like I didn't know you like, like that. We had never been out drinking or anything because if you remember, none of this was available not Mm -hmm. very long ago. So you and I would have never like shared anything like that. But anytime I see somebody that like is really embracing sobriety, it makes me super, super happy. And then all this happened and then we were able to connect again. So it's like right place, right time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I found the golden ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even when we recorded that time at Soho House for the live podcast recording, I remember I had my glass of rosé right next to me because I was just so nervous. But I mean, I think what we're going to talk about today is just the not only like the need is a weird word, but the demand for more non-alcoholic or de-alcoholized wines and beers and things like that. Because for those listening who, you know, are sober and even those who aren't or, and never think you will be, for at least in my experience, one of the things that made it most hard to quit drinking was my love for wine. And it wasn't just because of the like effect of being wine drunk. It was the the taste. Like I really liked tasting wines and it's like me, my mom bonded over. It was, um, I just liked my glass of wine at like five 30 after work watching Netflix. And I was like, I'm going to miss this, but it was a, you know, good sacrifice to make in order to, better my mental health and so to learn that there's actually de-alcoholized wines which um, I'm gonna let you explain because it's a little complicated is so cool and like I've already had some and they're delicious so I'm really excited to try all these yeah so what you said about like that the wine thing so my story is is that I'm in recovery for 10 years now and I'm a chef and I have owned I've owned restaurants I have restaurants and then I'm also I was studying to be a psalm so wine has always been an important part of my life. Like I was literally, I didn't drink anything else, just wine my whole life. I just Mm -hmm. drank wine all the time. So when I decided to become sober 10 years ago, the hardest thing for me was to give up. I had to first, I had to leave restaurants because alcohol was everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I had to leave the restaurant industry for a while. And then I definitely couldn't study anymore to be a Psalm. So it was really, you know, like not only did I have to, you know, I, I didn't have to stop. I mean, I did have to stop drinking. Not only did I stop drinking, but I lost like that ritual of like how I relaxed every day. So I had to find new things and it's fine. I've been doing it for 10 years and you know, like I've never ever thought that I wanted to have a glass of alcohol. I've traveled to Europe. I've opened several other restaurants since then. I did wine tastings with real wine and I would just spit it out and it never triggered me. So um, I was in Chicago and this how this whole thing started for me. I was in Chicago probably like six months ago in the summer. Me and my friend went to a champagne bar. It was called I think it's called pop if I remember and we get some oysters and truffle popcorn and like you know like the the cool girly stuff that you can do and she orders a glass of champagne and so I'm like I'll have some sparkling water you know yeah and the bartender says okay and she brings it to me and then she's like how's everything and I was like oh everything is the oysters are delicious the um the um popcorn's good the only thing that's missing and I know you know like I'm just wishing because it's not there is no such thing <laughs> is if there was a glass of non-alcoholic champagne and she says, hold on. And she goes to the back and she comes out with a bottle of the, um, the lights, um, rosé, the sparkling rosé. And she pours me a glass. And I said, are you sure this doesn't have <laughs> alcohol in it? Yeah. And she said, I'm positive. And I was like, this is life changing. This moment right now is life changing for me. So, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I always like see a need and then I'm like, I launch into an immediate plan. How do I let everybody know about this and how do I buy this myself? So immediately I, I sent a, uh, I looked up where you could find it online because there was very few places at the time that had it. And I reached out to the vendor and I said, hey, I want this wine. And I told them a little bit about my story in just like an email. And so they reached out back out to me and they said, we'll allow you to be a distributor for it. And so now I'm a distributor here in Austin, not only for that particular wine, but for their whole 
their whole portfolio of wines. So it's a That's it's awesome. a it's a big warehouse somewhere else, but they allow they sell us their wines and then we'll have them here locally. So if people in Austin want to buy them, they could go to the website. They can call me. There's going to be um, online purchasing, or they can go to our Squarespace and they can buy wines that way. We're like trying really hard to get the buy-in from the restaurants. There's a few in town, and then there's a couple bars that are looking at it right now. So um, I imagine in six months this is a different conversation, but mm -hmm. today. Um, we're going to tr try like how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're going to try sparkling for sure because it's your celebration day. <laughs> and then I guess we're just going to talk about like each one of them. Yeah. I, you know, like I want us to be, because the, the other part is there's a lot of not good wines out there just so that y'all know. There's a lot of reasons that people are sober today. And mine is a traditional you know, like mine's the traditional walk to sobriety in that I actually went to rehab and um, I've spent 10 years alcohol free. A lot of people that I know are becoming sober and reaching out to me and saying, hey, what does it look like for you? I know, you know, it's my story is different and I'm always like, just tell me your story and how I can support you. But they're like, you know, my doctor told me that I'm like my blood pressure is too high or that I need to stop drinking or I just feel like I really want to stop drinking mm -hmm. or like my niece at we did her baby shower at Christmas and she's pregnant. And she said, y'all are all drinking, but it, did, it didn't work out that way because I actually had bought um, some sparkling, you know, non-alcoholic wine. And everybody that was at the party wound up drinking the non-alcoholic the non wine also. And they would just have maybe a little bit of regular wine. And they were like, this is so much better because now I can actually just get in my car and drive and go home. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I celebrated just like any other day. And so what I've heard from people is there's a variety of reasons. You could even be at a dinner table and you do want to drive home and you want to have several glasses of wine and maybe you just want to have one like alcohol wine and then you want to still hang out with your friends and celebrate and drink. So maybe you decide I would prefer to have a glass of non-alcoholic wine next and next so that I can drive home. That's such, I didn't even thought about that. It's, especially because, I mean, the best like... <laughs> reminiscing on the days of when I was drinking like the best is like the first glass then after that a you can't taste anything really because your senses are numbed b it quickly escalates into drunkenness yeah you don't remember anything so that's actually I hadn't even thought about that but yeah exactly if you want like actually just one glass of wine and then you're like okay I want to keep like feeling like this the and celebration the ritual yeah. all of that that's important that's important because as human beings that's what we do like that's community is that and so the trigger of the wine and the glass you know like i've spent the last 10 years going places and not going places a lot just because i didn't want to sit somewhere and have a glass of water i mean there's there was not very many options if you go a lot of places they're going to give you um you know, a mocktail that's made with a lot of sugar and that's not like that doesn't interest me to have it with as a chef it, or as a person, it doesn't interest me to have, like, I want to drink like an adult. I do not want a juice box. I do yeah. not want you to <laughs> hand me a juice box. I want the same thing that my friend over there gets to have, and I should. Just because I'm sober, why do I have to be, like, why can't I have access to the same things in the past because it wasn't available? Now it is. Yeah. Now it's every, or it should be everywhere. There's some places that are, you know, have gone into the fold quicker and Austin is slowly becoming like one of them there's a um my hopes is to have a bottle shop here in Austin hopefully within the next six months to a year and there's one in um in Houston that's already wildly successful same in so New you York could, yeah you can just go to the stores and you just go buy whatever you want to and usually they have tasting so you'll get to try stuff and then new stuff like literally my supplier um the the, the ones I have here today, she called me. She said, hey, I need to talk to you tomorrow. I have five new wines that I need you to try. So, like, this is so exciting. And, you know, like, this is life-changing for me. And it could be life-changing for a lot of people who have considered sobriety. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just want to be sober for today. And so you just want to drink non-alcoholic wine today. That's good enough. Like, if that's what's good for you, there's so many different reasons. And, and you know, hopefully once we talk about these today that y'all will have a better idea of like, what does it look like? Like, you know, like, is there, is there an opportunity for me to enjoy a non-alcoholic wine? We did talk a minute ago about like how they're made. So there's two kinds of wine that you can get that are non-alcoholic or de-alcoholized. There's one, it's called the non-alcoholic wine. 
and that's literally what it is. It's there's no alcohol. It never sees the light of day of fermentation. It doesn't go through the process or anything. The grapes could be Concord grapes. They could be table grapes. It doesn't matter what kind of grape it is. It's like the old version of what probably when I was growing up, you know, like our parents would give us, you know, like sparkling cider or yep, like, like wines or whatever. I had that for like uh, Passover. Yeah. So it, that's that's what it, that's what those Manischewitz. Are. There's there's still a lot of those that are on the market because there's people and we need to honor that is that they they have a fear in general of like what happens if I drink something that does have a little alcohol? Will it trigger me and will it, you know, will I will I relapse because of it? And honorable, yes. And if you want to sit at a table and drink a glass of non-alcoholic wine, I highly support that. But if you're like somebody like me that wants to re experience it and you feel I'm not triggered 10 years later, you know, um, I'm, I, the obsession is gone, so I don't have to worry about that, but I want to still taste wine and I want it to taste like the wine that I tasted before. So, yeah. um, for me to have these things is amazing. So de-alcoholized wine actually is wine. It's wine. It's made like wine. It's used, the grapes are the wine grapes that they use to make their regular wine. Um, and then they just use, there's, four methods, two of them involve heat, one of them involves spinning, um, and uh, I, I don't know because a I don't think that very many of the winemakers are, like, they're, they're being, like, open with how, how they remove the wine, which is fine, who cares, as long as the wine's removed, I mean, the, the alcohol's alcohol <laughs> removed, so, um, so I feel like because of the taste of the wine, like, if you put heat on the alcohol, it will change the flavor, like in, in cooking period. If you put heat on something, it changes flavor. So I believe what I've heard is that not very many people use that process where they heat it up and that evaporates the alcohol. Like imagine if you're making like a sauce and you, you cook it and then the alcohol just goes away because you heated it up, there goes the alcohol. But then it also changes the flavor. So I feel like most of them are using the spinning method that just separates the alcohol from the wine. Then they capture the wine itself and then... Um, that, that will keep the most amount of flavor in it. I have um, experienced myself, and we'll, we'll do this as we talk about it, is that the whites are, the whites and the rosés are like superior for sure. Like they're, they're like spot on for tasting like a real, like a real Savvy Blanc, it, like a real Pinot Grigio, like a real rosé. The red wines are a little bit, for me, because I was a red wine drinker, these are a lot lighter in flavor um, and you'll see when we pour a couple of these how the color is even a little bit lighter. Um, and then um, they're, I would say they're a little sweeter. So I did find one which we're going to taste today that is, that is not, it's a, it's a California cab. And it's the closest that I found to like a real cab in terms of dryness. Mm -hmm. Where it will actually leave that kind of tannic taste in your mouth that red wines give. This other one that I drink on the regular, this Naughty, it's a little bit sweeter but I love it so much, <laughs> so I don't mind. I mean, I'm just happy to have it, so like, I'm yep. just happy to have a glass of red wine that tastes you know, almost exactly like it is. So I think we're gonna get into the wine tasting. Let's do it. And you this, because I'm gonna open up the bottle of sparkling, and we'll try that one first. So this is a, a Chardonnay, and it's Thompson and & Scott, and the brand is called Naughty, N-O-U-G-H-T-Y, and this is a female winemaker, and I should have looked this up before. Um, I want to say I think she, they're South African. They're in the UK. Um, so European winemakers have embraced this, and you could go in Europe, and you will find non-alcoholic wines everywhere. It's really? not like America. Yeah, like literally pubs and, and everywhere, you know, there's like a full menu of non-alcoholic wines, and they've been doing it for a while. And huh. the most of the non-alcoholic wines that you'll taste that are really good are from Europe. Like the lights, that um, the original wine that I tasted – it was, it's from Germany. Um, we're gonna taste a couple of their other flavors today besides the rosé, because you and I have already had the rosé and we know we love it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I did not mean to do that. <laughs> no, it was great. It was out of control, y'all. Out of control, <laughs> out of control. I have not had this, so I'm really excited to try it. I was telling her earlier that um, Chardonnay was my drink of choice when I was drinking. So I haven't had a Chard yet, and so we'll see, like, I don't think I'm going to go spin off <laughs> to relapse at this point. But it'll be interesting to see if for, this is like a memory of like what it tastes like. So, Okay, so Cheers. sparkling Chardonnay. Yeah. First try. Yep. Cheers. 
this tastes like a champagne. Mm-hmm. This tastes like a traditional champagne. Tastes really. I think I'm trying to like pull from my my mom's knowledge of wine. Isn't champagne normally done with ch- Chardonnay? Grapes. I don't know. Mm. Enough. I don't. I don't remember enough about that. But yeah, that tastes is, like a real champagne. This is delicious. Delicious. I would, I would absolutely make a mimosa with this, or I would just drink this as a cel- celebratory drink by itself. It's not too sweet. I think it's. I think there's a dryness to it. It's so good. Like it tastes exactly <laughs> like, like <the> champagne. champagne. <laughs> I was saying uh, before we started recording, and for anyone listening um, who's been keeping up with my sobriety journey like one of the things I talked about in my first episode was I know it's so good I'm (laughs) I'm in shock was how I was sad that I wasn't going to be able to have a glass of champagne at my wedding and then I moved on to like you know what maybe I will have like one glass of champagne at my wedding like that would result in me being carried out with my wedding dress but like you could do this. I could have like eight bottles of this for my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> and this is the best part is I never feel bad about like drinking the whole glass or drinking it down fast because it's like whatever. I'm not going to ever get drunk from it. Yeah. Um, if anybody's concerned about like what is it's why is it zero proof? It's under half percent of alcohol. If you eat a banana, you're t- you're ingesting the exact same amount of alcohol as you would in one of these glasses of wine. The other thing that is so beautiful about these is that because of, I don't know what the, in somebody, I'm not a scientist, so I can't tell you, but a glass of this is 20 calories. I know, that's the other and thing. a whole <laughs> bottle is like 140 calories. It's like a whole bottle is like a glass of normal. Of normal wine. So you don't have to worry about like, especially if you're watching your weight or you're health conscious, this is the perfect solution to that because like, this is like drinking a regular glass of wine. Only 20 calories. It's amazing. <laughs> and this one is, this is really good. This I'm very is happy. amazing. <laughs> I'm, I found my, my wedding champagne, or maybe there'll be better ones by the well, time. <laughs> this one will stay with you tonight because this one is your celebration. Oh, thank one. you. So, okay. So let's move on to, let's see what we're going to do. We're actually going to try Chardonnay. So we'll try the, um, yeah, I can pour it so that way you can okay. talk about it. So that's the lights brand, which is the German brand that we, that, I tasted the rosé first, and they have a Riesling that I really love. The Riesling is my go-to, like, when I come home every day. It's the, like, I have a glass of the Riesling. It's a little sweet, but, you know, re- some Rieslings are. And um, it's effervescent, so I love it. This looks beautiful. It looks like a, like a regular Chardonnay. So you're not going to um, be able to smell, I don't think. It's a little lighter. Yeah, it's, you don't really get, like, if you're looking, if you're like, you know how you normally oh, yeah. smell wine? And uh, so this will be interesting. I kind of smell it. If there's like a little bit of like grassiness or a little bit of like, um, like citrusy kind of. It's very faint. Yeah. It's very faint. So if you're look, if like, if you're a regular wine drinker. Oh, wait, I wasn't talking into <laughs> it. <laughs> I kind of smell it. So let's try this one and see what we think. This is like a, um, it's not an oaky Chardonnay. It's definitely a Chardonnay, but it's not an oaky Chardonnay at all. It tastes delicious. Yeah. It almost tastes, I was never actually a Chardonnay fan because I thought it was too like buttery. Uh-huh. This is not so buttery it's not, at all. Yeah. But it wouldn't be because it is from Germany and they don't mm. traditionally make, like their stuff is always going to be more like grassier kind of. Um, and so that's like, this is a German Chardonnay grape. So I'm pleased with it. I'm very pleased with it. And it has the um, oh, I I'm, I'm trying to like remember from my my days when I thought I was gonna be a wine connoisseur. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can. I know now I can be a, a non-alcoholic wine connoisseur. Um, the the ta- like when it stays on your tongue. Yeah. The I forget what that's called. It's not tannins because it's not a red wine, but like it's has the the pot part that oh, I'm a little drunk just kidding we'll think about it yeah this one's good this one's really good I like this this one I would eat with like um I would eat with like a I would definitely eat it with pasta with some kind of white mm-hmm. sauce or like you know like a light summery pasta fish for sure fish for sure yeah it's light it's I like how it's light I would eat this and tonight because I'm doing sushi tonight so I would 
I'm going to take that bottle with me because I'm going to eat it with my, my yeah. sushi. I would definitely eat that with sushi because it's not like Chardonnay Chardonnay. Like, like you said, a lot of people equate Chardonnay with really rich buttery ones. So it's I like used, an unoaked. I used to drink, I'm going to, I'm going to tell on myself. I drank Sutter home, which is the little four packs of wine. Yeah. So, this tastes just like Sutter Home wine to me. It's just like <laughs> just like home, <laughs> like, but it's not going to trigger me at all. So that's great. That's yeah, awesome. I honestly don't think it tastes like, um, like I think it's like a perfect balance of like su- like sweet but not too sweet. I taste a lot of apple and um, mm-hmm, like citrusy. I taste apple and lemon, and for sure, I, I taste lemon a lot of lemon in there. Yeah. No, it's really good. And so this is the one that's... If we had the Riesling, you could taste, like, the total difference between the Riesling. The Riesling is, like, really sweet but delicious. This is definitely... I want to say, like... Rinds Y0. And again, 20 calories. I would say that that one is almost like a replacement. Maybe... I don't know enough about grapes to say. So if anybody, you know, like, if y'all are listening and you want to correct me, correct me, whatever. (laughs) But um, I feel like this could be, like, a... Like a German kind of replacement for like a, like a um, Sauvignon Blanc. That's mm-hmm. what it reminds me of a lot. Yeah. No, it, but regardless, it's good. And it tastes like wine. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. This is, this is fantastic. Right, Winky? All right. The next one we're going to do is, okay, this one is the Sauvignon Blanc. And it's, I don't know how to say it. I want to say it's Latouse. Okay. It's South African wine. So, um. It's yeah, and it's definitely because they have it like the European way, yeah. where it says like point like comma two. Yeah. So so it's their whatever they call kilocalories or whatever it's called. White wine, great. Yeah. So this will be pretty cool to taste South African because I haven't this brand. Um, they have, I've I have all of the um, except for I don't have a red from them, but I have their whites and their sparkling. So today we're tasting their Sauvignon Blanc. This is a beautiful color. Yeah, it's almost, um, it, it's darker oh, than this smell one. this one. <laughs> oh, it smells just like it's Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like getting a nose full of Sauvignon Blanc for sure. I hope it tastes like it. I think it's a little sweeter. It's a little sweeter, but it still has like the citrusy like aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It, it it definitely mimics it for sure, and it definitely mm-hmm. smells like it. I can definitely taste the difference between this and the the Chardonnay. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It it tastes like a um like a bolder Sauvignon Blanc. Like it's not as like a light and dry, but it still has that like distinct. It tastes good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I would not turn it away. I'm trying to think of what I would eat with it. It's almost not even like a summer Sauvignon Blanc. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a would be like a year round one, because it's got more flavor, you know. Yeah, it definitely has a lot of flavor, and even like the last, like again, I can't remember like the lasting effect or whatever <laughs> is like definitely there, the aftertaste mm-hmm. or whatever. It's still in my mouth, like the yeah, the the, the fruitiness is still in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Sure. I want to see how. Yeah, this almost tastes like a Pinot Grigio ish mm-hmm. to me. Once you taste them, and that's the pretty cool part because I've been tasting so much like at home alone, which has not been fun. Just because <laughs> you want to enjoy it with other people, but I, I will notice that when I like I'll taste something and I'll be like, this is you know whatever, and then I'll be I'll taste something else and I'll be like, hold on a second, I want to taste them side by side, which we'll do on these two reds because this hand on heart is the um it's their cab, and I thought because I've tasted them like way apart from each other. And then I got them in because it takes it's it's not easy to find these wines either. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are selling out of stock really fast. So when I order, I order, you know, ten or more cases at a time to make sure that if somebody wants to buy a case, that it's available for them. So um, when I taste the naughty the first time, I was like, oh, this is so good. It's it reminds me so much of a cab. And then I tasted this, and I was like, wow, this really reminds me of a cab. And then so last night I had both bottles open, and I was like, this is definitely more cabby. It's more um, the Hand on heart is more cabby. It's more drier. Um, so I'm pretty excited to try this one, which is Sovi, which I don't know anything about. Um, it's a California. 
Um, wine, we'll try that last because we'll try the reds last. So I wonder, since we tried a Chardonnay already, but I really do like the hand on heart. They're red. So I'm interested if they're Chardonnay because it's California if it's going to taste. Like the Chardonnay. Yeah, because the mm-hmm. other Chardonnay that we tasted was from Germany. Yeah. So I think we should try it. I think okay. we should go for it. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal for us to have <laughs> 10 bottles of wine open well, right now. <laughs> what's funny, too, and I was thinking this is, and this, oops, this was actually um, <laughs> something that one of my previous guests uh, talked about when I had him on the podcast. He's like um, on a reality TV show, mm-hmm. and he was saying how next year, like for the show, he really wants to throw a party where they just have like O'Doul's mm-hmm. and just see how everyone reacts because like, I guarantee if I brought like these bottles to like a bachelor view party and hand them to my friends, they wouldn't a look at the, you know, alcohol percentage. I bet (laughs) it would be the same. We'd just be like laughing and just wake up without a hangover. Like it, it just, it really, the placebo effect is wild. Like even I'm slurring my words and (laughs) like, it's crazy. We, um, somebody had a case of this wine at a party. And one, the lady that held the party said, my friend called and she was really worried because she said she woke up the next day and she kind of had a little bit of a headache. So she thought maybe she had was a little hungover. And we were like, how much did she drink? And they were like, she drank a couple of glasses. And we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, that part is not the placebo effect. People don't give you a hangover unless like you are just dehydrated and then you should probably just be drinking even, water anyway. Yeah, I don't think that even if I, because I've drank literally um, in tastings. I did a tasting with somebody, a and there was four of us there. We opened and drank all six bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> all six. We drank them down. And we had the best time ever because we were at a restaurant and we were like, you know, like everybody was walking by and nobody didn't know that we were drinking, you know, de-alcoholized wine. So they just like, saw us having a great time, you know, trying all these because we were like talking about the wines and trying them. And people were like walking by like they were like almost a little jealous. Mm-hmm. And then the restaurant owner came out um, because they let us open all of the wines they came out and they tried three of them and they they wound, wound up putting three of them on their menu because they liked them so much so um you know like you can still like it was the same amount of fun for us except for like you said we just don't wake i don't wake up in the morning with a hangover yeah but it's interesting because i think there's so much like a big part about wine that was special to me was like the connection aspect and just you know, sitting with a friend and or my mom or my sister, like, and talking about life or like, you know, crying over a boy and like having wine with your friends. Like, I think that's just like a big part is like the routine, the rituals that you associate with things. Like, um, I give the example of, you know, when I came back, like, this is for beer, but like after rock climbing, like I really wanted to just here if I can bring this one back um to have a beer after rock climbing and I was sad that I wasn't gonna be able to do that routine but then lo and behold they had non-alcoholic wine and I was able to do that routine solace in the city is sponsored by better help if you know me uh you know that I have seen plenty of therapists in my day And I will tell you, as much as I, you know, love meeting with each therapist, it was not an easy road to find them. And uh, if you're, you know, in the process of searching for a therapist, I'm sure you know that it's quite expensive. Um, I actually have been recently looking for a therapist who is licensed in both Texas and New York. And the average cost of ones that I come across are around $275.00 out of pocket for just one session, which is wild. So um, in the past, I have been using BetterHelp and I am obsessed with my therapist. She is amazing and has helped me through so many tough times. And I am paying a fraction of the cost of what I was paying when I was meeting with someone directly. Um, You can choose from thousands of therapists from their network and one of the parts that I like the best, and I guess this is maybe, you know, 
me being a people pleaser, but breaking up with therapists or meeting with someone and not getting along the right way is kind of, kind of not fun. And then it's like, it makes you not really want to continue, you know, the search, but with better help, you can easily switch therapists, um, and find someone who you click with, and then you can meet with them at your own convenience. So I found it extremely helpful. Um, and if you choose to, you know, check this out or give it a try, you can use my code to get 10% off your first month of therapy, which is big because it's already pretty cheap. Um, so if you just go to betterhelp.com slash Zoe, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Zoe, Z-O-E, you'll get 10% off your first month. Give it a shot. And if you uh, find your therapist soulmate, let me know. Another cool thing about just trying wines um, <laughs> without alcohol is that like, because usually if you mix different, you know, alcohols or like different types, you'll worsen your hangover is again that's not an issue <laughs> it's not an issue i know what i said to you we could start drinking at three and i just started laughing because i was like it's not like it's like alcohol like we're gonna get drunk if when we you start sent me that text i was facetiming my dad and i just <laughs> laughed out loud because i was like that's so true <laughs> like literally all rose all day <laughs> like literally so that's a that's one gonna be like one of our big pushes um we're gonna be actually um hopefully it's gonna work out fingers crossed but we're doing a um, like a sober kind of lounge at um, at a venue during South by, and so we're gonna oh, have cool. the rosé out there, and we'll have people that are able to taste it because a lot of the people there's some panels and stuff, and people will be there for a really long time, and they might want to have a drink because their friends are having a drink, but maybe they don't want such a good idea. They want to pay attention during the panel, you know. Like the other thing when we talked about this earlier is like say you are on a business dinner and you know you're a group of you are together, you want to keep your wits about you. Like if mm -hmm. you're like trying to close transactions and stuff and you really need to be able to have a good conversation during the dinner time or whatever meal whatever it is that you're at a party or an event or whatever these are the perfect ways for you to still have that you know like that community but being able to keep your wits about you so you don't have to worry about like if you start getting drunk you won't remember and you sold yeah. somebody your company for five dollars <laughs> or like even i mean my my parents attended this wedding on new year's eve uh, which i learned about the next day but i mean they said you know there were people literally so drunk like they were f they had to call like emergency services because like this woman fell over because she was too drunk because of the open bar so, like, if you're having a wedding and you don't want any catastrophe, it's just, this like, is a, stock this it is up. This is the way to do it, mm -hmm. yeah. This they the won't know. <laughs> give them one, just give them one. One, of, one of, out of every three, maybe, or one. Yeah. Three, just here's one. Just have, well, I mean, no hard alcohol. That just seems mm -hmm. like a terrible idea. And then just have some non-alcoholic wines and see if anyone notices. And I they really won't. like this one a lot. Yeah, it's really, it, it really tastes like, they all taste like wine. But this one tastes like, granted, I don't really know much about Chenin Blanc, but it tastes like very similar to it tastes like a Chenin Blanc to me yeah which is not like it's not a Pinot Grigio because it's not like that mm -hmm. one's you know drier whatever sweeter grassier not like a Sauvignon Blanc it's its own thing it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely its own thing I like that one a lot and I'm gonna go ahead and name my two favorites so far this one and then I love the naughty the the champagne oh the champagne is yeah. amazing mm -hmm. that does not I mean that tastes like champagne yeah they, I mean they're all delicious Mm -hmm. they're all delicious for different for different reasons i know i'm still nursing like all my three <laughs> <laughs> you can drink them <laughs> you can I absolutely drink them. like mm -hmm. i know that's the other thing it's like it's just such a it, almost a mind fuck because it is <laughs> i'm like am i it's it's a new experience it's really it's really weird to wrap your head around but like even though when i had the na beer on uh, Sunday there was like a moment where I was like whoa like am I am I drunk like I don't know what's happening a little fear of like is this really like did somebody give me the wrong thing you know mm -hmm. and what's gonna happen and the other part that I really love about this is that when you're tasting because you're actually able to stop and taste the wine because you don't like you're not drinking and like like you said your senses get dulled mm -hmm. flavors different you can actually really taste what it is um, <clears throat> which is amazing to me like as I drank through this glass a little bit more, um, I mean, this one's super dry, super dry, but I like it a lot. Yeah, it's almost like 
I mean, from my understanding, the reason that people like when you do wine tastings, you spit it out is so that like a you, like you don't get so drunk that you can't, can't taste, taste the it. wine. Mm-hmm. So for these, you can just keep drinking <laughs> <laughs> as much as you want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you ready to move on to some reds? Yeah. First one we're going to do is the naughty, which is um, it's they call it their naughty red blend. Um, it specifically states that it's Syrah grape. This is a South African wine also. 20 calories in a glass. This one, now that I've tasted the hand on heart, this one tastes a little sweeter to me. I love this one so much. Like this is, you can see, look at how beautiful the color is. The color is gorgeous. Um, it's really bold. Um, and it's like regular wine, you should open them 30, like red wines, you should open it 30 minutes before. And you should swirl it just like you would do a regular wine. Obviously, it doesn't have the legs like a regular wine would, but... It smells like it smells like wine. A yeah, it smells like a red. It's a little sweeter. It's good, though. It it's, tastes like apothic I love red. It. Yeah, I, I love it. This is my, my, my go-to. This is one I would drink every single night, easily. This one is great for, like... A charcuterie board or mm-hmm. some appetizers. I mean, it's definitely not one that you're going to, you know, like have with, um, you know, like a, a full hearty steak or something like that. I mean, you could. It tastes like, it's like lighter, but it still has like the, what is it, like the tannins? Yeah. Or, this yeah. One, this one definitely, for me, that was like the, the thing that was so beautiful the first time I tasted it. And when we taste the hand on heart one, you'll see it's, it's a lot more tannic. Hi. <laughs> Do you like the wine? It's because, like, I'm just thinking of, like, the Manischewitz that we have, like, at Passover um, and how, like, fruity it is. And it's not at all like like that. that. No, it's not. It's not like, um, it's two people that I tasted the other night that drink, like, really dry uh, Sauvignon Blancs. I mean, Cabernet Sauvignon drank it and said it was too sweet for them. And then I was like, it's not too sweet for me at all. Like, I I actually had um, opened it in a real estate office and four people drank it and they were like it absolutely tastes like real wine it absolutely does it's lighter a little bit lighter than real wine and if you hadn't told me that it didn't have alcohol I would have assumed it had alcohol but I would drink it I would drink it like you know as the first glass of wine for sure you know like as an appetizer wine so this is my go-to to like just have just a regular good drinking wine at night these crackers you like the taste of the crackers <laughs> and which one is this? This one is the Naughty, okay. which is we had the Naughty, the naughty sh- Champagne. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're wines, all of them so far I've tasted. There's two wines that I did not bring today, um, but we'll talk about them. And it's, I think you could you say it, Giesen, G-E-I-S-E-N. They make a, um, they make a, um, a rosé, like just a still rosé that's so good. And they're, uh, they're uh, peanut, uh, I don't have the Pinot Noir. They have a Pinot Grigio and they have um, a Sauvignon Blanc that are just like so good. I took one to dinner um, and my friend tasted it and he was like, I would trick my friends with this wine all day long. What? Where do you buy these? Because I've seen like one at Whole Foods. Like I think it's like one. Well, I not. buy them from my distributor. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so so um, and hopefully I'm going to have like, you know, five more new ones um, so that there's a variety. Uh, just like I'm just blown away. Every single time I taste a new wine. Yeah. There's there's some bad ones, though, y'all. There's some bad ones. That's why I would definitely, like, go somewhere if you're going to try them. If you can, like, you can always reach out to me, which I'm sure you can give my information at the end of the podcast. Reach out to me personally, and I'm happy to go anywhere and do a tasting. If you have a party, a dinner party, um, if you have a get-together, a gathering, and you want to be able to feature some of it, I'm open to doing tastings. Um, I want to educate people, like, how important this is and that this is happening so that, you know, people get to be, have this experience. And, but I feel like we, we tasted some great wines today. What do you think? What's your, so like break down on your favorites. I think, Hmm. (laughs) They're all so different. I've always been like more of a white wine drinker. Mm -hmm. So I think for, I think my all time favorite is the champagne. Yeah. Then, oh, wait, I'm, I'm forgetting. I really liked, 
I really like this one. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be my second for the whites. And then the Sovi. Mm-hmm. And then for reds, I do really like this one. I like I really like the, which the, one? the naughty. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> like I, it's I keep I go I go back to it. Even though it's a little sweeter, I just keep going back to it because it's such a pleasant wine to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a woman winemaker, so um she's has much experience in like the regular wine industry. There was I and Naughty I, has both my top scores. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. It's a good it's definitely a good a good wine. And then I think, yeah. I think I had, I don't have it here, I don't think. Let me make sure I don't have any more wines tucked away <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> there is probably like four or five more at home that I have like single bottles of stuff. Um, so, Yeah. What, w- what would your power rankings be? Okay, mine is going to be for white is absolutely the champagne. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say I like the, sh- the Chenin Blanc a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I love the Chardonnay that was um, from, from Lights. Um. And then what was the other one? The uh, that was the so Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Yep. That one's good. It's really good. Um, it's it, it. I think it's probably has the least like flavorful of mm-hmm. all of them, but I think it smelled the best. Yeah, I agree. And then I'm gonna say on the red without without. I mean, I love Naughty so much. I just uh, yeah. I, it's I like re- it's my it's my fan favorite. Like I'm gonna fangirl on that one. But this Sovi has me very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like the the two different kinds of grapes. I love the hand on heart um, because it's drier and it does have more of a cab flavor. That th- I would drink any of those three any day of the week for sure. Yeah, no, they're all great. I think the naughty reminds me of Apothic Red, which I was I just loved. It was like my favorite red wine because it was like kind of sweet, but it was like not too sweet. It's good drinkable, like just mm-hmm. for like everyday drinking. That's a great wine, and it's not that expensive. So the let's talk about cost of the wine. So. In on the mar- in the market, like you're you're gonna be like, oh, why do non-alcoholic wines cost the same as re- like regular alcoholic wines? They go through more. <laughs> they actually go through more process, and they still have to go through the whole like. There's still you know like there's a 2015 grape in this wine. You know like there's there's some care made in these, and they're made by traditional winemakers. These aren't made by winemakers that are just like I only make de-alcoholized wine. Um, most people uh, have already like. All of these people already have a, a wine line, and so they already crafted in the wine industry. And the fact that they remove the alcohol, like that's not the cost. You know what they're doing is creating the fermentation process that creates, takes the grapes and makes this beautiful wine. They've already done that, so mm-hmm. that's what they're giving us. Yeah, it's like I was surprised at first too. I was like, why are they they so expensive? But it's because not only is it going through the regular process to become a wine, then it's also going through the process of removing the alcohol. So mm-hmm. definitely worth the investment. And like you're saving so much money by not drinking anyway. So treat yourself. Well, I mean, you're probably not going to drink a couple of bottles. I mean, you probably w- in dinner, I would say it would be normal for like, if you're a couple of couples or four people to drink two bottles, like you drink mm-hmm. at least one glass. Sometimes you might drink two. Like we drank six the other night with four people, but um, the wines are going to typically be anywhere in the, probably not going to find anything under $20 for sure. Um, and then most of them, like we sell pretty much every single wine we sell like straight up $25. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're basically all the same, the same pricing. Um, I think the Sovi is going to be a little bit more expensive. I haven't checked out what the retail prices on this one. I still can't believe it's only 12 calories. I know. I'm just, I'm just blown away, y'all. Like, look, can you see this? Can y'all see this? It says 12 calories on it. They might as well just have not had anything. <laughs> right? And still like have the grape. flavor of wine. It's, it's just crazy. insane. It's insane. Yep. Yeah, these are sustainable grapes. There's sulfite, so you're going to always... That's the other part is there's still sulfites like there are in regular wine. So if you get a, a wine headache from drinking wine, um, you're going to get that with some of these. So just be watching out for that. A lot of them are organic grapes. And literally, like I said, there's six new ones out on the market that I just saw today. Like I just got I just got marketing on them today. So I haven't even tasted them, but I'm so excited to see that there's these winemakers that are embracing it. There's one, and I, I want to say this – I'm. I might be making this up about Naughty, but I think that this is the true story. One of these winemakers, either Naughty, 
leets or French bloom. I don't know. One of the th or lights. One of the three. The story that I heard was that um, they are traditional winemaker and their employees had said, "Hey, we want to be able to drink wine like while we're at work. We love uh, we love our wines." Yeah. And so the winemaker said, and this was years before this movement even happened. The winemaker said. Well, let me figure out how to make it with no alcohol so y'all could just sit around and drink all day and not get That's drunk. Because so we want you to taste it. We want yeah. you to, to love it. So they made, and they were like the pioneer for a non-alcoholic wine, which they only created it so that their staff could have it, so they could drink okay. wine while they were working. So I'm going to leave you that one. How many calories? Right here it is. It is 20. Yeah. It's insane. I just insane. Are you naughty? Those of us who want to party but without the alcohol <laughs> have been looking for the answer. Well, here it is. A delicious Dialcalaz red wine that beats all the competition hands down. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And they're not lying. Yeah. They're not wrong. So interesting. Pro oh, this one's South Africa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they're it's distributed out of the UK. That their headquarters are in the UK. So a lot of those wines because they're not American made, we have to really kind of wait for them to go to a distributorship and then we have to buy from the distributorship because they'll only sell, like they only have limited release on it, you know, just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, like it's a wine, so, you know, like there's not, they can't just make it in one day. It's yeah. not like they can turn out, turn the <laughs> wine out. And care. Yeah. So um, it's just the same thing as the making regular wine. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for letting me <laughs> try all these where can everyone all, all that you're doing for the sober community and uh, sober curious community okay so if you go to um the austin it's the austin social club on instagram that's where you can find out about our events and then at zero proof atx on instagram is where you'll see all of the wines and the links that we have to the our website so that you could purchase them if you want us to come do an event that would be the best place also to ask us to do an event for you we're totally open to coming out and doing tastings and um on like on our dime um we'll carry some of the product there so if people want to buy it at the time they can buy it but we'll we'll be happy to open bottles and for have people you know the opportunity to taste different wines so that um they can experience like what we're experiencing today um and my instagram is the real joe irizari so it's i-r-i-z-a-r-r-y if you want to follow me Awesome. Well, thanks again, and bye, everyone. We're going to finish drinking these wines. <laughs> All right. <laughs>